Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hey, everybody. For some of you that are just joining that don't know who I am, I'm not mad, I'm passionate because I am passionate about the things of God. And okay, yeah, if you wanna say I am mad, I am mad because the devil has tried to steal, kill and destroy people's lives. And some people are agreeing with it. Some people are going for it. And I just hate that. So I wanna talk about today what, what, I, uh, what the title of this message is, is beware of the scam. Now, I, I don't know if any of you or all of you have experienced this, but I'm almost positive that you ha- would have to would have experienced this by now. Um, when a credit card or not a credit card company, when a company has like stolen your credit card and uh, they're trying to scam you, what they do is they put out a charge of like a dollar fifty. Sometimes it's like ten cents, and it uh, they see if your bank accepts it and if you don't you know call in as fraud right well if it gets accepted then here comes all the fraud and i want you now to think about that in relationship to symptoms the enemy can put a symptom out there right and we have a we have a choice immediately to say that's fraud. I don't accept that. Did you hear what I said? That's fraud. I'm not accepting that. Because see, once that charge, that symptom gets into the charge gets into your bank account and you don't do anything about it, then here comes all the, the fraudulent, other fraudulent charges. Once that symptom hits your body, and if you don't deal with it, you have, listen to this. I'm stomping the counter. If you don't deal with it, and you agree with it, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, last week actually, about what do you agree with? If you agree with it, it is going to become larger, and it's gonna be magnified and it's going to grow and it's going to plant itself. But if you take, listen, here's the thing. I mean, I've said this before, so I'm just trying to, if you find, I mean, I'm gonna draw something on my body, you're gonna laugh. You wake up one day, right? And you find, I know this is mascara, but I'm gonna make it better right here. You wake up one day and there's a little mark, there's a mark on your arm, okay? Now again, some of you have experienced this fraudulent charges on your credit card. So here is the $1.50 charge on my skin that just popped up, the 10 cents, the $3, the whatever it is. When you just don't do anything about it and you go throughout your day and your business and you're doing nothing about it, You see, this is where we're going wrong. Yeah, it'll just go away. No, what have you, where where have you, um, what's the better word to say? What destiny have you given it? 
the destination should be dead, go back to hell where you came from. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this, I'm going to put my finger on, I'm going to say, in the name of Jesus, I don't accept you. You're a lie. You must die. The root cause of this must die as well. You die. You're not allowed to grow on my body. I kill the root and the root force and the life force in whatever this is now in the name of Jesus. You must leave my body. You are dead in Jesus' name. All right? That is how you take care of that scam that just tried to feed you. Otherwise, if you don't and you go, oh, God, what is that? Well, okay, I'm not going to think about it. But it's really weird because, well, I've heard and I've read that when, you know, when um, a freckle or a, a something like this is dark, that means it's probably a melanoma. It's cancer. It's this. It's that. Oh, my God. Right. And here goes. Here it goes. It starts gaining strength now. It's like that snowball. It's it's gaining. It's bigger and bigger and bigger. And now you've got this humongous snowball coming at you and trying to run you down. That is what's going on. Do you understand? You got to take care of it right away. Just like I just showed you I do, what, what I would do. And I'm just saying what I would do because that is what the word says to do. The word says to cast those things down. The word says to speak to that mountain, whatever it is. And here's the deal. I'm so glad, you know, it was just amazing being there. Um, I wasn't, I did not even speak, as you know, because it was so important that everybody else, I believe, that's what the Lord showed me, that you needed to hear from everybody else. And then, of course, yes, I, I opened it and whatever, but it wasn't, you know, when you need to hear from everybody else. But what I love is the fact that with the questions and the answers and the prayer, I got to hear from you guys. So many of you of you that are, you know, need answers to your questions. OK, uh, yes, my mistake has been not taking a stand right away. Now, don't condemn yourself. All right. Do not condemn yourself for this. But start right now. It is not too late. Here's the thing. You are the watcher of your body. Do you understand that? You, you've got the power in you. You see, this is why. I'm going to give you the reason why you can speak to your mountain and why things have to change and how they have to change. You see, we are thinking of ourselves when we're talking and we're casting down imaginations and casting down the arguments. We think it's us, but you see that this is where we're going wrong. You got it? This is not you. You cannot think it's you. Do you understand? You cannot take it and say it's you. It's me that's yelling at it. Because you know what? I could yell at my husband all day long and he wouldn't even move. Because I'm just yelling in my own flesh. Blah, 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 blah. You don't do this right. You don't do that right. Blah, 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 right? Or you yell at your kids, yell at your employees, yell at your whoever, yell at whatever. But when you lock 
when you lock the spirit and the soul together, the spirit, meaning the spirit of God, the powerful spirit of God, literally locks up with the soul of man. When you come together, the spirit of God literally locks together the soul of you, the person. Now, when you speak, things have to happen. But without this, this is nothing. This is a, a, a clanging uh, drum or whatever, right? This is just a lot of loud noise, a lot of loud words that don't mean anything. But when, it, when these two lock up, link up, when these two come together, damage to the kingdom of darkness. Nothing but destruction comes to the kingdom of darkness. We destroy its power. We destroy everything that it has tried, that it has tried to do to come and destroy. We destroy it. You destroy it just like the word of God is powerful. It's sharp and it's quick. That is what you're speaking out of your mouth. But most of us, I'm telling you this, man, most of us have been so beaten down by things that we don't think our voice could influence a fly. We don't think our voice could influence anything, even a dog. It's got to come from your spirit it's got to you've got to allow the spirit to do this with the with the soul so that when you speak it has to listen the spirit the soul if i had a third hand i'd put it here when these two come together we'll say this is i can't do it all but anyway i'm gonna stick it right here spirit soul body when these two come together, this can't do anything else but agree with what this says. Do you understand that? I, I hope that's really easy to understand because that's what it is. That is the missing ingredient in the Mark eleven twenty two. 22. People We've all been trying to yell and scream on our own, in our own uh, strength, our own energy, our own words, our own, our own limited uh, way of doing things. There's a lot of you out there. I'm not, listen, y'all don't have to be screaming loud. You have to just speak truth. But not in the way that you're afraid to offend the devil. Did you hear what, I, what I'm saying here? You cannot be afraid to get mad at the devil. You cannot be afraid to tell the devil where to go. You cannot be shy. And well, I don't really talk that way. Start talking that way. Start doing that. And you know what? The whole thing, well, Julianne, everyone's like you. I didn't say that you had to be like me. I said that you need to start using the authority that God gave you, whatever that means. 
but do something. You can't lay down and die anymore. You can't just lay down and let all of this trample over you. That that you're this, uh, you know, you're a, a doormat. And it all just, you know, everybody comes and walks all over you, gets you all dirty and could care less about you after. That is not you. That is not you. Do you understand me? It's not you. Don't fall into the trap of, well, well, that's my personality. I don't care what your personality is. I don't care what it is. When you need to, when your no needs to be no, it needs to be no. When your yes is yes, it needs to be yes. Well, not everybody's bold. Like, listen, this is not, yeah, okay, boldness. But is God a respecter of persons? Did he give Julianne boldness and nobody else? Or maybe did he give the Healing Journeys Today speakers boldness, but they left you out? No. You need to pick up your authority that's been lying dormant on the inside of you. And I'm not talking about you screaming in your flesh. I'm talking about when the when the spirit and the soul come together, it is dangerous for the body. It's dangerous, I mean, for your body, meaning that your body's not going to be allowed to be out of control anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? It just breaks my heart when I see people trembling and so scared. I know how that feels because it was me. It was me once, once, in a, once upon a time. That was my story. But God changed all of that. And through the word, which is there's no other way besides the word to change this. You may hear people in the secular world, you know, miraculous things, well, what they would call miraculous things. But God is the one is who's the miracle worker. Nobody else is the miracle worker. But God's voice through your mouth is a miracle working voice. Do you understand that? I felt so bad because I had a whole thing of post-its, which if you guys saw me up there, I did. And those are things that the Lord has been sharing with me for the last, gosh, since we even talked about doing the conference. One of those things was this, and I'm so upset because I didn't, I didn't speak about it on stage. It just didn't work out. I, I, I think I pulled up the wrong, you know, paper that didn't have the right information. Anyway, it was this. Are you mad at God? So I'm asking you this question. It's never too late. Are you mad at God? Are you mad at God? Did God, do, are you blaming God for somebody dying? Are you blaming God for your own self because you're sick? Are you blaming God for anything? I'm asking you because you, you cannot do that. 
you cannot do that. If you put, well, um, oh man, can't find it now. If you, if you, any of you out there are blaming God for anything, you will never trust him for anything else. Do you understand that? If you're blaming God now for anything, you'll never trust him in your future. You just won't. What's there to trust? You blame God. God, God, as far as maybe you're concerned, God killed your child. God killed this. God took him. God took her. God took these, took your family members. That is bad doctrine. That is bad doctrine. I mean it. That is bad doctrine. That is not God. That is bad doctrine. And because of that, now you can't trust God for your own self because you saw someone else die and you think it was God that killed them. So how are you going to trust yourself? I mean, how are you going to trust? How are you going to trust God for yourself? You're not going to. How can you? He's the one that killed your your sibling. He's the one that killed your parents. Whatever it was. Do you understand what that is doing to you? Now, maybe ain't no one here is even feeling this way that's watching right now live, but there might be somebody out there that is watching after the live who feels that God killed their loved one. You cannot blame God. You've got to take God out of the equation. It's the, it's the devil who kills, steals, and destroys. It's not God. Do you understand that? I want you to say that. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. Say it. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. Every bad, destructive situation comes from the devil. That's just it. I'm going to um, my dictionary.com. Uh, every, it's it. Okay, let's see, uh, let me get my Bible out here. We gotta know this, because it's killing people too soon. People, Christians are dying and they should not be dying early. Yes, Christians will die, please don't go there. Oh, yeah, I love this, too. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, James 1, 17. Every good gift and every perfect give, gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Let me read that again. So when you want to blame God for this, I'm hearing it over and over and over. I heard it this weekend. Every good gift and, I mean, okay, let's say this again. Every good gift 
and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So every good and perfect gift. That's why I wanted to read it. So I want you also to hear this. This is James 1, 7. Um, for let not man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Okay, let's see. Okay, let me go here. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. This is James 1, 5. So I would have to say that if you think that, that God kills, then you're lacking wisdom. You're lacking knowledge. So it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Well, right now we are talking and it will be given to you. You will have an understanding now of what this means. You cannot anymore blame God. You're, if you really look at it, look at it this way. You're blaming God for something bad that happened, but then you're asking God to, you know, whatever, uh, you're praying to him, which this is fine. I'm not telling you not to, do it, but, what results are you going to get out of praying to the God that you just blamed for killing your loved one? This is, this is like raw stuff here. I mean it. So if it's not you guys and you know somebody that is that way, please send this on to them so they can read it. Yep. Oh, I want to read this right now. We got this lady. It means that before Jesus, it was God, the one who hurt, and now is the devil. Well, whoa. Oh, man, I don't know what I just did, but I did something. Okay, here we go. I had a full screen, so now I'm going to exit that full screen. Just remember this. The New Testament changed everything. God put, remember, there was God, there was, God had wrath, but he put it all on his son, Jesus, so that he would never be angry at you again. Yes. Things were done in the Old Testament. So for anybody that's listening right now, I want you to know this. Everything, every, every ounce of wrath, anything anger that the Lord had towards people, which come on, let's face it, I can totally see why. <laughs> that's just me. A lot of people can, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can make you mad. Anyway, but we're not God. We're not God. We don't, we, we are we are on our way to have a heart like him, but we probably haven't all arrived yet on that one. But he, in the New Testament, when he, it, the word says, I got to find it. It said that he, that he, uh, that it pleased him to bruise his son. Do you understand that his son had to take all the wrath, all the anger, all the pissed offness, Jesus had to take it all so that God would not want to take it out on us ever again. That's why we're free. Do you understand that? This is why you're free. So uh, let me just go to that really quick. And people don't want to hear that scripture for some reason. They're like, oh, that sounds really weird. 
Um, okay. So put your finger there at, on James 1, and let's go to Isaiah 53, 10. Oh, man. Oops. Isaiah 53, 10. I love you guys. This is good. I love the interaction. Um, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief when you make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Yes, it did please the Lord to bruise him. Why? So that you could be free. You. That it pleased him to bruise. It pleased the Lord to bruise his son. To have his son be beat and taking all the sin of the world. All the sin of the world. All sickness and disease on his body. So that we would not have to. Wow. What kind of parent does that? So when it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. But if you're mad at him, if you're angry, if you're hurt, if you've been destroyed because you think it was God that did it to you, how are you going to come to him and ask him for wisdom? Now, let me tell you something. Wisdom of the Lord is not wisdom of the world. Do you hear what I'm saying? Wisdom of the world is not the same wisdom from the Lord. Wisdom of the Lord is going to give you wisdom from the word. Not from the world. Big difference there. So, but uh, if any of you lacks wisdom, he asks, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. But let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. I hate to hear that because that is what happens, is that we will be unstable in all our ways when we are double-minded. We're here one day, we're here the next day. We're over here, we're over there, we're over here, we're over there. The world is stronger than the word. Here's the word and my face is like this, but I tend to do this. I'm looking over here, but I'm coming back over here. But I'm still looking over there and I'm coming back over here. Can't do that anymore. Can't do that anymore. You wonder why things aren't working out. You just might be that double-minded. That was me. Guys, that was me. I was double-minded. I was in both, I had my foot in both camps, the Lord and the world. And that is really hard because you're kind of like a teetering. This feels better today. Now, this feels better today. No, this really feels better today. Oh, no, this is, I feel more strength in this today. I'm getting an understanding, you know, 
of, of what it, of, of the word of God. You see, when you're double-minded, unfortunately, that is a huge opening for fear. Fear's just waiting to open that door and they run in like little things. Here comes fear. And fear has friends called anxiety. Some more friends named panic attacks. Some more friends named torment. Some more friends named death. That is what fear does. That's who fear is. That's what it does. That's what it is meant to do. It Fear does its job every single time. What do we do with fear? What do we do with this double-mindedness? We, we, we are in the word, but we don't see a change. So we get scared. Fear comes in and we go right to the world. Hello, world. You've got a better answer. No, you don't. The world doesn't have a better answer for you. The word. I look at the word. The word has all your answers. The world has none. The world is not based on the voice of God. The word is based on the voice of God. The world is not. Do you understand that? The world is not. The things of the world and everything that it that it that it gives you, everything that it extends to you, everything that it offers you. is no good. Let it come from the word. Let it come from the word. Be rooted and grounded in this word. And don't you dare uproot yourself. Don't you dare uproot yourself. I mean it. Don't uproot yourself. Don't take that shovel of doubt and start shoveling out. All of that truth, shovel it out. Don't shovel the truth out because of fear. And because the world sounds so much more. Well, it's just more. It's a smart thing to do. It's, it's, it's the most intellectual thing to do. It's the best thing for me to do. No, the word of God is what will tell you what to do. There's nothing in here that says that you are to lack in any way. There's nothing in this word that says for you to, that, that you will die of sickness. You know what it says actually you'll die from? Your mouth. Crazy, huh? Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of your tongue. Yep. So what are you doing? Just telling, just asking. What are you doing? What are you doing? that's limiting you? What are you saying? Because whatever you say, you'll do. You can't say one thing and do something else. It doesn't work that way. I know we all think it might, but it doesn't. What are you saying? Or I mean, what are you doing that your mouth is telling you to do? Is it, are you speaking the word? Because if you say to me, I've done, I speak the word all day long. Well, praise God, you speak the word all day long. What do you think? There's an expiration date on that? Do you think that it just stops? No, it doesn't. 
We're going to speak this word until we go be with the word. Do you understand that? We're going to keep speaking this word forever into eternity. So don't say, I've done this, I've done that. You're going to keep doing because you keep speaking, meaning that you're going to keep speaking this word and doing what he says for the rest of your life. So don't throw that at me saying, I've done this, I've done that. I don't care. You keep doing it. What do you stop? You stop and you start go to you go to the world and let the world tell you what to say and what to do? I think not. That just, oh my God, that just it saddens me so much to think that we put an expiration date on if the word works or not, based on how I feel. And then when I say, okay, I'm doing it for another week, I hear this all the time. I said, God, I'm going to give you one more week. Do you think that that moved him? Do you think that it moved him? You threatening him? He already moved, don't you understand? He already moved when he gave his son Jesus to be beaten to death, to be put on a cross. First to walk the, the earth, to show an example of who we were going to be once he left and what we could do. It's what he did. He gave us that example. He already did everything he was going to do. Then he was beat to death and not one perverse word came out of his mouth. And then he was put up on a cross to be crucified. So that you could be free. So we could be free. So that we could sit at the right hand of the Father and be the righteousness of him. And you're telling me that you're putting a date on how long you're going to speak the word of God and to see if it works or not. Man, I think you need to go start speaking to the Lord about this because you're wrong. I'm, I'm telling you that. You're wrong if you put an expiration date on how long you're going to speak God's word out of your mouth. We never stop. Never. If death and life is in the power of, the of our tongue, when anything else that we speak besides encouragement and word from the Lord is the death part. So I am, I am asking you, be aware, beware, be aware. As a matter of fact, I'm going to look up the word beware. Because this is important. Um, let me go to my dictionary.com. And you guys, what I'm going to give you, some of you probably are so smart. You already have. Okay, it says cautious, to be wary, not weary, wary, W-A-R-Y careful yeah to be cautious or careful so be cautious and careful when you get that 
10 cent charge or that dollar charge on your credit card. Because something else is coming after that if you don't reject it, if you don't uh, call in fraud. So when that first symptom rises up, if you don't reject it and call it fraud and destroy it with your mouth, with the word of God coming out of your mouth, which is powerful, you're going to let that thing grow. And I'm telling you, don't do that. Don't let it grow. Be aware of the scam. Be aware. He's out there. The devil's out there as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. If we are not being aware, he will definitely seek out the one he can devour. So that stops today. You see, the, the more information that you get, the more knowledge that you get, that you understand that it goes into your heart. The more the more faith rises up and the more you realize I have been used. Yeah, I've been used by the enemy. The enemy has, has taken up residency and used my body to destroy. No more. No more. Y'all been talked to today. Y'all been liberated today. We're seeking and saving those that are lost and those that have been captured by the enemy. And we're setting the captives free in Jesus' name. I love you guys. Thank you so much. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes we are healed. God bless you.